you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 289 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I am going over the A's win over the Arizona Diamondbacks on Tuesday night. Uh, There's some sticky stuff going on in baseball, so I'll give you guys a little bit of an update on that and where I think that could be headed. And then in the final segment, I'm getting you guys ready for Wednesday's afternoon game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that's what we got on the docket today. Hey, uh, also make sure to listen to the Locked On MLB podcast hosted by my dear friend, walking encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He's always having fancy guests on the podcast. He does a great job. And uh, it's just daily baseball talk that covers the entire sport. So uh, if that sounds like it's up your wheelhouse, subscribe today, wherever you get your podcast. And also make sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJ. And be on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. Uh, real quick, I made an oopsie yesterday, and I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, at the beginning of the episode, I, I tell you guys what episode it is, and I said that it was episode 286. That is my bad. Um, I just looked at my my notepad, and that was the last one that I had written was like 285. So I just like, oh yes, add one to that. But uh, obviously, uh, what I did last week was I had two interviews that ended the week and uh, I did not write those numbers down. So uh, before I posted it, it was in the show notes and all that stuff. I just said the wrong one. My bad. Um, just didn't want to confuse anybody. So this is episode 289. Uh, we're, we're like a week and a half away from episode 300. Still don't have a guest. Uh, maybe I'll just be talking at you guys like usual, but let's get into the A's game from, uh, from Tuesday night. And, you know, obviously... Chris Bassett, star of the game. He's always the star of any game that he pitches. The A's, according to Martin Gallegos and, you know, research, um, have won 10 of the last 11 Chris Bassett starts. They lost the first couple against the Diamond or the, against the uh, the Astros and the Dodgers. So that wasn't great. But uh, since then, since those first two starts when the A's just didn't win games, uh, they've won 10 of his last 11 starts. So... Nice, nice work out of Chris Bastard. He keeps guy, he keeps the team in games. And that's what I keep saying is that's why he is the ace of the staff. He might not have the best stuff in baseball or anything like that. He might not be Garrett Cole and, you know, his, his sticky grips, which uh, we'll be talking about in the second segment. But uh, he does give you innings. He saves the bullpen more often than not. And uh, every now and then he can go out there and twirl a gem, but he's going to keep the team in the game. And that is what you want from your number one starter. And that is Chris Bassett this year and also last. So he's keeping it going. So uh, take that haters. (laughs) So yeah, anyways, his stat line from Tuesday's game was seven innings pitched, four hits allowed, 
two earned runs, one walk, and he struck out six. Uh, he retired at one point 15 in a row. And I like that one, be, uh, you know, when the A's pitcher is doing that one, because uh, the A's pitcher is doing that. That's wonderful. And that means that the A's have a very good shot of winning this game. And two, that means that uh, the game's not going to take forever. So when the A's are up there in the fourth inning, having an, a, a half inning that lasts half an hour, the game still ends before the three hour mark. So thank you, Chris Bassett, for uh, for doing that and, you know, getting me out of there on time and, you know, able to record at a reasonable hour. I really appreciate that. But yeah, that fourth inning, the, the A sent 11 men to the plate, and it was basically just a, a wide array of walks and singles, uh, just moving the line one base at a time. Uh, the A's got five runs out of it, and that's all you really need um, against a team like this that isn't going to put up a huge fight. Um, what I have liked to see them score in a couple of more innings, you know, a single run, maybe a crooked number, a, a two or a three, of course I would. One, that helps their run differential, and then people can get off uh, the run differential train, and also uh, that's the sign of a better, a more functioning offense as opposed to putting up your big number and then stopping. Uh, you want to have that that instinct. You know, I think that the Astros have that where they're like, hey, yeah, we're up by seven, but you know what? Screw this team. I'm not a big fan. And then they just score, you know, four or five the rest of the game. And, you know, that's something that I think that the A's kind of lack sometimes is that, that, that killer instinct. And I'd like to see them do that a little bit more. They've been doing it. You know, obviously it's not easy to score runs in baseball. <laughs> I'm talking about in the second segment, but um, it is something that it seems to be lacking from A's baseball more often than not. And so that could be the next step in the A's offensive revolution uh, or, you know, situation. And uh, yeah, I mean, they've been playing a lot better baseball. They've been getting the pitching. They've been getting the hitting um, that the bullpen's been fairly good. So uh, they're, they're starting to, you know, gel everything together and it's been looking good. Uh, they've won five out of six. So that's a plus. Um, yeah. And also Matt Chapman, maybe he's turning it around. <clears throat> he's been okay. I think that he was five for six. 17 at the end of this uh, in his last, you know, five games or whatever. And uh, so he's been doing okay. That's a, you know, roughly 333. Let's call it a 300 average because I didn't look up the exact math, but I'm going to say 300 just by guessing. Um, and he did have a couple of hard hit balls. He had two of the three hardest hit balls in this game. Uh, neither of them resulted in hits, but in the fifth inning, he had a 105 mile per hour grounder. Uh, it was a negative four exit velocity, and that was just a, a force out in the fifth inning. And then he also had a exactly 105 mile per hour exit velocity uh, fly out in the eighth inning, and uh, that was his last at bat of the game. So hopefully he can take those those couple of things. And he's been hitting the ball a little bit harder of late. Uh, hopefully he can just continue to build on this. And I think, you know, for that first, uh, was it April, late April when I was like, okay, so Elvis Andrews, he's not a big home run hitter, but it's going to be a process. You want to look for the exit velocities. You want to look for this. You want to look for that. Um, and I said that it would, you know, it would take him a little bit longer to show us that he was he was getting right, and he was hitting 313 before this game in his last 30 games. Um, so he's been very, very good. He's been way better than league average in his last 30 games. So that's all. That's all I wanted was a league average shortstop from Elvis Andrews, and he's been doing fairly, fairly good. Other than that first month of the season, so kudos to him. But the difference between Elvis Andrews and Matt Chapman, the big difference, you know, obviously there's Matt Chapman's defense, which I looked last night is uh, in the 100th percentile in outs above average. So it doesn't get better than that. He's amazing on defense. But the one other thing on offense that he has is he's got some pop. 
So you might see, you know, those home runs. You might see a home run here, a home run there. He did have a nice uh, RBI single in that fourth inning. He contributed in that inning when the offense went off, so that was a good sign. But when he really starts to get going, he might be a little bit more flashy than Elvis Andrews, and that's really what the only point that I'm trying to make right there is he might give you one of those home runs. And if you see, like, an opposite field home run from Matt Chapman, He's going. He's about to go on fire, I think. That's usually what I look for from Matt Chapman is he's trying to pull stuff on the outer half. And if he goes with it and drives it, that's when Matt Chapman's going to be, you know, at his peak, at his best. So look for him to, you know, go oppo taco on a ball. You know, uh, I was going to say it's Tuesday tomorrow, but they had the off day on Monday and that screwed up my entire week. So never mind. He can go oppo taco on a Wednesday because screw it. Why not? Um, just a couple of other notes, though, that I want to get to before I send it to break. Uh Today, as you're listening to this, June 9th, it is the 10-year anniversary of Bob Melvin's first game managing the Oakland Athletics. It feels like you don't see that too often anymore, and it's fun when, you know, your sports team is the one that does it, especially when it's a local guy and such a great person like Bob Melvin. And they, they played that video package for him before the game to celebrate his, uh, you know, uh, 800th win, or 799, I guess was the, the actual record breaker. And uh, they had, you know, Chapman and uh, Jed Lowry and, you know, current A's, former A's, some of his contemporaries just wishing him luck and saying how great of a person he is. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Uh, he did smile really wide when Yusmira Petit got up there. And I thought that that was adorable because we know that he loves Yusmira Petit. Um, and I also thought that it was really funny that the A's are doing this with the Arizona Diamondbacks in town, the team that fired him because apparently he wasn't good at managing. So um, I just thought that, that was very ironic and very, very funny to me. Um, I also just real quick, uh, one other thing. I, I don't know how to say his name because I've heard it tw two different ways in A's pregame. It was Duplantier or something like that. And then, uh, or Duplanter. And, uh, they said that, you know, Dave Stewart drafted him. Obviously that's how you say his name. And then the, the A's broadcast, the entire game, both on radio and on TV was Duplantier, which is how I'd been saying it the whole time. So, uh, John Duplantier is how I think I'm going with it. I don't think Dave Stewart knows how to say that name. Um, just, just guessing on that one. Uh, yeah, he ended up going three innings, two hits, uh, four in runs, three walks, four Ks. Just wanted to throw that one in there and say, hey, I don't know how to say his name either. Uh, it, it looks like Duplantier, and I'm going with that. Um, just two more things on the minor league front. First up, Nick Allen was added back to the Midland Rockhounds roster after returning from the USA qualifying uh, games that he was playing in in Florida. So he's back with the Midland Rockhounds. Um, and then you also got Jonah Bride, who was placed on the development list, which apparently is kind of like sending them to Arizona to await where they're going to be headed next. And I don't know. I assume that he's going to be heading to Las Vegas. Um, he's just not doing it yet. And it, they did make a promotion from Midland to Las Vegas, which is weird. Uh, so I'm very confused as to where, why they would do it now. It looks like it might be a roster manipulation thing for like a, a quick second before the promotion. Uh, but he is currently, I believe in Arizona, he might still be with the team, but he's just not like on the roster kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, Jonah Bride, former guest of the, uh, of the podcast, he was on, you know, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, He's been fantastic, and he deserves the promotion. I would like to see him get the promotion. Maybe he could be, you know, the next Chad Pinder type for the A's. You know, more so in on the infield, but, you know, he's been fantastic. And then uh, one other thing that I don't think I saw reported, but I saw it on the transactions page today, and that is Ramin Goudouan. I uh, got an update on him. He was sent on a rehab assignment on uh, June 5th, so just, you know, a few days ago. 
And uh, yesterday, on June 8th, he was DFA'd, and they are awaiting to see uh, if he clears waivers. So that's a weird one. Uh, and I've been saying this entire season, he was struggling in April, and uh, but he's a depth piece for the A's, and he had done really, really well in May. So it's kind of weird that they would DFA him now when he was doing better. Uh, and is he going to clear waivers now more so than he would have earlier? I'm not positive, uh, but interesting to see what happens there. And it's because Sky Bolt is currently uh, on the 40-man roster in Oakland, I believe, because they had also DFA'd him and he was with the Giants and now he's back. And I think that that's the, the roster spot that's being eaten up right now. Maybe they're biding their time until they got a DFA. Adam Kalerik, who's been struggling for a while now. Um, there, there's going to be a spot that opens up, I believe, if he still is with the club and nobody else claims him. But there's got to be a team out there that's like, yeah, I'll take a chance on Ramin Goudouin. Why not? He, he was good for a month. So, uh, yeah, that's all that I got for you guys right there. Uh, coming up, I'm talking about the sticky stuff in baseball and what they're going to do about it. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma Cash will be added to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 credit karma members and counting and from june 8th to june 30th when you make a purchase between those dates june 8th and june 30th you'll be automatically entered to win one million dollars credit karma money progress starts here right now visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma that's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instacarma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions in terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you can. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about this sticky situation going on with Major League Baseball right now. Um, I'm not going to give you guys a bunch of huge details, but just some thoughts. Just, you know, the, the ground floor of, uh, you know, what's been reported 
and then some thoughts that have emerged from that. I'll also uh, link to a couple of articles in the show notes so that you guys can read up a little bit more because I don't have it would take me a few episodes to explain the entirety of this. So uh, I'm going to give you guys a very brief rundown of what's going on. And let's just start with uh, before the season, Major League Baseball said that they're going to start collecting data on the grips that pitchers are using to throw their balls uh, in 2021. We saw it in the uh, the first Dodgers series with the A's, uh, you know, the second series of the entire season. Uh, there was a big hubbub about a ball being taken from Trevor Bauer's start to the Major League Baseball could go analyze what's going on. And, uh, you know, everybody was like, oh, they're going to go crack down on Trevor Bauer now. This is crazy. Wah! And uh, he's like, yeah, they said that they were going to just start collecting samples. You guys, nothing's happening yet. It's fine. But now it seems as though things are starting to happen because uh, some minor leaguers got suspended for 10 games for their use of sticky substances. And also uh, because of that, over the weekend, we saw Trevor Bauer's spin rate drop 600 RPMs, which is uh, not usual. You don't do that very often. And then Garrett Cole had a similar issue in his start. So Trevor Bauer, for love him or hate him, he has been saying, I just want a level playing field. And he event it's it's like he started taking the steroids that everybody else was taking. Uh, this, this is just a, a grip substance that people are using. And he just started using it too. And he's been having very, very good results. So if he went from, you know, major league average starter roughly to uh, Cy Young contender and a winner all of a sudden and got a huge contract out of it. Yeah, maybe that's why bats haven't been as effective lately. It's not because they don't go the other way or, you know, launch angle and stuff like that. It's because uh, pitchers can just manipulate the crap out of balls and it also helps at them adjust velocity. They can just rear back and throw and know that they're probably not going to hit somebody. And if they do, man, eh, whatever, it's fine. Cause now I can throw 101 as opposed to 96 because I got this sticky stuff on my hands. And so you take a few miles an hour off of, you know, some of these guys that are using this and you also make it so that they can't just you, the pitching ninja stuff that we all are in love with. You don't see balls moving like that, all of a sudden hitting becomes a little bit more fair. And maybe we don't need to, you know, ban the shift or do anything crazy. We can just keep playing some baseball by just changing this one little thing. So uh, I think that that's kind of where major league baseball is going is they're starting to look into the, the data and uh, seeing what they can do now. Um, maybe they're going to just make a substance. This is what Trevor Bauer has been wanting is uh, just make a substance that is just uniform and legal uh, that, you know, gives them a little bit of an edge, but not the edge that they currently have where it's just <laughs> soaking their hands and stuff and, uh, you know, letting it rip and all that. It's just crazy. So uh, as of right now, it looks like umpires are going to have wider discretion to check on pitchers if they think that something funny is going on, if they're applying stuff to their arm or to their hand or in their glove or something like that. And the I, I mentioned it very briefly, but the precedent for these suspensions so far has been a 10 game suspension. They did it in the minor leagues. And it also has uh, when Michael Pineda had his pine tar on his neck, uh, he was not hiding that he got 10 games. So that's kind of what we're looking at. And I just don't think that that is enough. There has to be something worse than missing a start or two, depending on, you know, how the, uh, the manager or the team, uh, compensates for missing this guy for, you know, a start or two. Um, because if a guy's going to make 30 starts instead of 32, I think that they'd take that because, you know, Trevor Bauer, I'm just using him as an example. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus right here. Um, but he signed like a three year, hundred and whatever million dollar contract, uh, be because he was using the stuff. 
And Garrett Cole, same thing. He got a huge contract. And uh, yeah, you think that they're going to, you know, take the, the two-start penalty to get $300 million in the bank account? It seems like a no-brainer. It's not like maybe they're more concerned about making the Hall of Fame or winning a Cy Young Award or something like that. But I just don't see that being the case. Um it just seems like 10 games, not enough. So this is a developing story still. Um, there's more stuff coming out seemingly by the day right now because uh, it's the new cheating scandal in baseball and, you know, fun. And uh, you can't say cheating scandal without mentioning the Houston Astros. And that is one thing that I'm very intrigued by uh, with as this story develops is it going to play a part on the current Houston Astros? I know that obviously they've done it before. They, they they acquired Garrett Cole and they gave him the sticky stuff and he became an elite pitcher in baseball, signed that big contract with the New York Yankees. Um, I was looking at some of their spin rates from over the weekend because you saw some guys dipping their spin rates a little bit. And some of theirs, you know, were, you know, up by like 50 RPMs or something like that. Not huge differences or, you know, down by 70, but not, you know, 600, not a super huge amount. And those would be like, you know, out of 10 pitches or something like that. So a very small sample size. It could have just been that day. So I don't know what is going on with them currently, but um, if you know, suspensions are starting to be handed down and they start cracking down on everybody that's using something. Could that play a part in the AL West race? It definitely could. And you, you hear the, the storyline all the time where the A's can just take anybody off the street and make them a pretty good pitcher. And uh, who are these guys? Who are these Oakland days? And I mean, they don't have guys with huge spin rates. They don't got guys that throw really hard. So I'm led to believe, maybe it's my naivete, but... I'm led to believe that they are not one of those teams that is just rampant with, you know, using the sticky substances that, you know, are banned by baseball and just haven't been caught yet. Because uh, that doesn't seem like that's something that they do. And in a lot of interviews, and even guys that aren't with the organization anymore, you hear, you know, some some teams are teaching, you know, rear back and throw really hard, just get spin rates, kind of like the Houston Astros. And then some organizations are teaching how to pitch like the Oakland A's. And I, uh, I forget the guy's name. I forget who said it, but I believe it was a former minor league catcher that said that like in the last week. And so when you see stuff like that, uh, that leads me to believe that the A's are not one of those teams that would be heavily affected by this. Whereas maybe the Rays or the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, these big teams with, you know, their super, their super teams, uh, I think that they may feel some repercussions if it's only a 10 game suspension, you know, two starts or, you know, three outings for a bullpen guy. Uh, maybe it's not going to be as bad, but if, if they start upping that ante a little bit more, it could have huge ramifications for how this season plays out the rest of the way. And I think that it could actually benefit the Oakland A's. So it's definitely something to be keeping an eye on the rest of the way. Um, that's just a very rudimentary summation of what's going on. And, you know, the, the big storylines in baseball right now. But uh, I figured if you hadn't heard about it yet, you probably should because it's uh, it's coming. And I'll, I'll link to a couple of things. I'll link to the athletic piece that kind of answers you know all of the random questions that people have had. It wasn't terribly informative just because I've been plugged in. But um, if you have not read up on any of this stuff, it's a very, very good article to just get your feet wet in what the discussion is right now. So I'll link to that one. And uh, I believe Jeff Passon had one. Haven't read it yet, but I will read it before I put it in there for you guys. So um, just 
that's in there for you guys. Some reading material for you. It's fun. Um, but anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about today's starter, Matt Peacock. Uh, not Brad Peacock, different guy. Uh, this guy has a good spin rate, so let's talk about it. <laughs> so stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. I went to BetOnline before I started recording this to see what the odds were for today's game against the Diamondbacks, and uh, not listed, because it's going to be a bloodbath, you guys. The Diamondbacks have just not been playing good baseball. The, the A's are a good team, so we'll just have to wait to bet on the A's until uh, they play the Royals. Maybe that'll be a fun one, but uh, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit out of the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. I mean, sure, the the A's are kind of prepping for a run to the playoffs, but it's still really for that. But uh, the, the playoffs in the NHL and the NBA are in full swing. They are so much fun to keep track of. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review if you can. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Uh, if you're wondering, I'm not sure when I'm going live yet this week. Uh, it'll probably be, I'm going to say Thursday. Let's say I'm going to go live on Thursday. Uh, wife will be at work. I'll be doing whatever. So let's say Thursday at some time. It might not even be during game time. So I'll, I'll update you guys hopefully tomorrow. Um, but yeah, uh, you can also email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So real quick, let's talk about this matchup for Tuesday afternoon. And that is Sean Manaya against Matt Peacock. In his last start, Sean Manaya, you may remember this, uh, it was last Wednesday. He went nine innings, four hits, two walks, eight strikeouts, zero runs allowed, obviously. Uh, yeah, pretty good start. Very, very good start. And in his last three, uh, two times against the Angels, and that last get start, uh, his last last start was against the Seattle Mariners. He has gone 20 and two-thirds innings pitch, so just one out away from averaging seven innings an outing. And obviously, the, the nine-inning outing in his last start definitely helps the average, especially in a small sample size like that. But uh, he's gone 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, given up 14 hits, two earned runs, seven walks, and 22 Ks. So he has been pretty I mean... I'd like to see a few less walks, but otherwise he's been fantastic. So uh, very much looking forward to seeing him pitch. And if you got to face Shamanaya and Chris Bassett and you're not, you know, the Astros, the Yankees or the Dodgers, or, you know, uh, one of the, the better teams in baseball, the White Sox, I should start incorporating them in there too. If you're not one of those teams and you're like the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you get to face Chris Bassett and Shamanaya, it's probably going to be a long series for you. So I'm hoping that, uh, that that chestiness that I just displayed pays off on two, or on Wednesday here. It's going to be, or else I'm going to have to eat some words. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Matt Peacock. He is a right-handed pitcher, and this is going to be his fifth start of the season on Wednesday. He is a rookie, so this is his fifth start in baseball ever uh, coming up on Wednesday. And he has just moved from the bullpen, being a bullpen arm to being a starting pitcher 
partially out of necessity because uh, Madison Mumgarner's on the IL. And uh, I, I think that they only have four starters listed in their roster resource uh, page right now. So uh, they don't got a lot of options. And also Zach Gallon's on the IL. So yeah, two of their better pitchers and you can say what you want to about Madison Bumgarner, but he's one of their better pitchers uh, are on the IL. So Matt Peacock thrown into service and he's been pretty decent as a starter. He's one and two in those four starts with a 386 ERA. His walks per nine have been fantastic. He's, he's giving up a 1.9 walks per nine. So that is, that is really, really good. So he's not going to be, you know, the A's aren't going to be able to wait him out very much. They may have to try and attack him or, because the strikeout rate is 6.3 Ks for nine, maybe they can just keep fouling balls off if they can make contact. It's going to be interesting. His pitch mix against righties is basically sinker, which is a 93.3 average mile per hour uh, sinker pitch. Uh, and then he also has a slider, which is 86.9 miles per hour. Those are the, the two pitchers you're going to see as a righty. He might throw a changeup like once, but that's about it. And then as a lefty batter, you're going to be seeing sinker and changeup, and his changeup is 87.6 miles per hour. So with only a couple of pitches being offered to each, you know, righties and lefties, I was like, well, how is he having, you know, fairly moderate success? He's, you know, maybe he's just an unknown and there's not a scouting report on him yet, but his slider has a batting average against currently of 0.87. That slider is a lethal, lethal pitch. He throws a lot more sinkers, but and that sinker looks really good, actually. I watched some videos looking for a, a video of a slider. Couldn't find one. Uh, but his slider has been his his big pitch. Uh, he does not get hit, beat on that slider very often. And uh, the average launch angle on that slider, negative 20. Just getting beaten to the ground. So uh, very effective. And it's also got a 26.05 spin rate. So um, I couldn't find the, the leaderboards and I, I'm pretty sure that that's you know, fairly high. I know that like the, the top, top guys have like 3000. So he's, but you also see guys that would like 2200. So he's decent with his spin rate. But I also went over to baseball savant while I was looking for the leaderboards of all of that. And thinking that it might be the leaderboard that I was looking for, I went to active spin and it's not the leaderboard that I was looking for. Uh, but I did find out that he is uh, of 381 pitchers that have thrown at least 100 sliders. He is last. He is 381st in active spin on his slider. And uh, that's interesting to me. It, I, I, so I was like, well, one, what is active spin? So here's the definition that they give on the website. And it says, we call the spin that contributes to movement as active spin. So that to me, being that he does not have a lot of active spin means this ball doesn't move very much. It, it did look like the one that I saw looked like it just kind of went and then just kind of stopped and, you know, fell below the zone and somebody strike, uh, you know, swung over it. So uh, maybe that's, maybe that's what his pitch does. It just stops like a Bugs Bunny pitch and then just falls. Uh, it also continues when thrown with pure top or backspin, then 100% of the spin contributes to the movement. You can also throw a pitch with some side action so that some of the deflection will go up or down and some will go side to side. All of this is active spin. So it, it looks like it just doesn't move that much. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm very intrigued by this pitch. Uh, I think that if you're a right-handed batter, attack that slider because that slider looks nasty too. It goes in on righties and uh, it, it's got some cut. So uh, could be a tough matchup. We'll see. I mean, it, it's kind of like a John Duplantier where you haven't seen this guy before and maybe they struggle for the first time through the order and then you get to them that second time through through the order. That seems like something that the A's do a lot where if they, you know, are getting no hit for the first three innings, 
let's see how that fourth inning goes. Let's see how that fifth inning goes until you get to some of those, you know, meteor at bats. Uh, and if they're still struggling at that point, then they might be screwed for the day. Or you, you need to get that guy out of there and then get to the bullpen and uh, try and take advantage of those guys. So, um, yeah, he hasn't really gone too deep into games. He went six innings once. But uh, yeah, he's mostly a five-inning guy for the most part. So uh, hopefully the A's can work this pitch count and get him the heck out of there and try and capitalize on that Diamondback bullpen and uh, hand them yet another loss. Although I feel bad saying that because they've endured a lot of losses. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for me today. Tomorrow I got my uh, my interview with Ryland Styles of Locked On Royals coming up. We talked uh, on Tuesday nights, just a you know just a nice little recap. Um, it's mostly like, hey, what are the Royals up to? Are they going to be sellers at the deadline? Uh, what are you looking for when they're going good? Blah 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 blah. You know that kind of stuff. You know, just getting like the general lay of the land with the Royals because uh, we haven't played them in a while, so it's going to be fun. Uh, anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. But if you guys still need more some more sports talk. On the Locked On Today podcast, they're talking about the Nuggets and Jazz. And also the question of the day is, what is the plan for the Steelers at quarterback after Big Ben? So if you like basketball or you like football, you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. And you can also get them on the Odyssey app. So uh, yeah, that's a nice one for you too. Uh, this podcast is also on the Odyssey app. So um, yeah, wherever you like podcasts, I, I literally mean that wherever you like podcasts. But again, that is it for me today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow for your morning commute to work. So uh, be sure to listen then to my talk with Ryland Styles. So until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.